Thanks for joining us for this podcast. We hope that it inspires you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about the life and ministry of City Lights Church and how you can connect with us at city-lights.church. Thanks so much, Pastor Andrew. I noticed that it said Pastor Jesse and yours didn't say Pastor. I'm not sure why that is, Andrew. You'll have to deal with the team. You're working on it. Well, what a privilege to be here. Good to see. Are you well? Okay, a few people. What about on this side? You're pretty well? Awesome. Well, I have been here before, but maybe you weren't here on that day or you're newer to the church. Uh, And it's my great privilege. I love your pastors. I think this is a healthy place to be. Even as we're worshipping, I just sense that this is a healthy church. If you want to find a place that's healthy and uh, that's vibrant and a place that you can grow in, this is a church uh, that you can be a part of. And I know that God's going to do something not only in the whole church, but even in your own life as you commit and become a part of this uh, church family. Um, as Andrew said, my wife and I uh, planted a church in Melbourne, also in Thailand. The last eight years, we were in Thai- Bangkok, Thailand, a city of about 12 to 14 million people. So when we came back, everyone's complaining about the traffic. I said, you have no idea about traffic, you whingers. Uh, this, come to Thailand and find some traffic when you can be there in three hours of traffic and you're still on the same street. Um, but no, we loved being there. And 12 months ago, we moved back uh, to join the team at Alpha Crucis University College, uh, which if you don't know what that is, it's the ACC's National Bible College, uh, but it's becoming a Christian university as well. Uh, so people can study anything there, business, teaching, with a Christian worldview. So how, how many people know we need a Christian worldview in every sphere of society, not only in this room on a Sunday, but in every place that we go in Jesus' name. So we want to equip Christian leaders to change the world. Uh, That's kind of the vision of it. So I've been there about 12 months. I don't know how I got the job there. Maybe it's because my father-in-law is the president. Um, uh, I'm not going to say that, but you know, others have. So Um, It's a a great uh, privilege uh, to be with you in this church, but even as we're in worship and as I was praying yesterday, excuse my voice, I've caught Andrew's sickness and uh, I think everyone has been sick in this last couple of months, it's going around, Um, but as we were worshiping, I just sensed a couple things and I wanted to share them before uh, I preach. One is that this is a healthy place, um, that this is a healthy church to be in. Um, And and I know that might sound like a simple thing, but I think when you're looking for a church or you're a part of a church, uh, Pastor Andrew and Beck are just incredible leaders. And I'm not just saying that, but uh, just spending time with them behind the scenes and and knowing them for a long time, you can trust your leadership in this church, which I think is a fantastic thing to know when you're part of a church. Uh, The other thing I sense that this church is going to roll out the red carpet for the Lord. So this is going to be a worshipping church. Roll the red carpet out for the Lord. So one thing the church will be known for is a worshipping church, a spirit of worship in this place. The other thing that's going to happen is this church is going to roll the red carpet out for the lost. So two significant things. One is worship and one is the lost. And when you roll the red carpet out, it's not just accidental. When the team today did a beautiful job, and you can tell that wasn't just accidental. 
that there was a spirit of worship. The heart's got to be right, but also the effort and, and the intent behind what we're bringing to the Lord in worship, but also for the lost, that this house will be a house that's going to prepare get things ready as Pastor Andrew was saying about discipleship. That's not just to add programs to your life and make more stuff for you to be at. It's so that you would roll out the red carpet for the lost so that people that that need Jesus can come into this church and say, you know what, this is a place that is safe and healthy and I can grow and find Christ here. The other thing is uh, success in this church will not just be about how many bums are on the seats, but how many people are sent out from this church? Yeah, you can clap. That's awesome. Because you can, you can fill all the way to the back and have multiple services in this place, which I think the church is going to continue to grow. But also, I think that people from this church are going to be sent out for God. And whether it's on missions, whether it's church planting, whatever it is, that, that people are going to rise up and God's going to put a dream in their heart. And you're going to be in a place where you're going to God's going to launch you out like an arrow. So I'm believing that for your church. Let me pray that over you right now. Father, I thank you for this amazing church. God, I thank you that this wasn't just an idea uh, in Andrew and Beck's heart, God, but this was an idea in your heart. God, I thank you and commit this church to you, every person in this room and those to come. God, I pray you prepare their hearts. God, get them ready for what you're going to do next. God, I pray that this would truly be a place where the red carpet is rolled out for you, God, that it would be a worshiping church. God, but also the red carpet would be rolled out for the lost. God, that people would come here and they would feel a sense of belonging. They would feel a sense of restoration. God, that they, their dreams would come alive in their heart as they are here at City Lights. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to preach to you today on the title of, uh, the message title is Fully Surrendered. Fully Surrendered. Exodus chapter 3, verse 3 to 5 says, So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. See, in order for us to live lives of influence, that God would use us to change our family, the community, the city for Christ, we must be fully surrendered to Him. You and I need God to do something in us first before He does something through us. And oftentimes I'm waiting for what God has next and I'm, I'm excited about it and we need to be excited about that. But oftentimes, God's more interested in what He's doing in you than even what He's doing through you. And we love to spend 95% of the time on what God wants to do through us or kind of our five-year plan, our 10-year plan. But oftentimes, God says, hold on a second, Jesse, there's an area in your life I'm working on right now. And we go, no, God, I don't want to hear about that. I'd rather do this stuff. I'd rather fulfill the dream, fulfill the vision. But God wants to do something inside of you. See, when God has you, the rest is easy. When God truly has your heart, when legacy offering comes up on the screen, you don't cringe. You're not like, oh, no, dear Lord, help. 
when God has you and has your heart and is working on the inside of you, the rest that God can do through your life is the easy part. When God works on us. When He has you, God can lead you. See, when we come to Christ, we're a little bit like a wild horse. You said, Jesse, well, thank you for coming all the way here and sharing that I'm a wild horse. You've got the spirit of encouragement today. But the truth is, when you and me come to Jesus, we're a little bit like a wild horse, which means we need to be tamed. We need to be, for use of a better word, broken in. And oftentimes our walk and our journey with God, what God is actually doing is He's guiding us and He's working on us so that He can fully have His way in our lives, that we would be yielded to God, a word that we don't hear that much anymore, but that we could be fully yielded to God. God, whatever you have for us, whatever you have for the church, I want to be available, I want to be ready, I want to be fully yielded, surrendered to God. So I want to share with you three things that people who are surrendered to God, these are three things they do. You can take these down. The first one is this, listen for the whisper. Fully surrendered people, listen for the whisper. See, a sign of maturity in this time, uh, a sign of maturity is the time between God's voice speaking to you and your response to it. A sign of maturity, it's true. The sign of maturity isn't just age. A sign of maturity isn't just how many services you've been to. A sign of maturity is when God speaks to you, how quick do you respond to His voice? How willing are you to say yes to God when it's God's voice speaking into your life? Let me tell you something. You and I don't want anything before we're ready for it. God knows His perfect plan. He knows His perfect timing. And He wants to speak to you like a good shepherd today and lead you and guide you. But guess what? We need to be people who listen to the whisper of God. We need to be, oftentimes we want God to come and, you know, I've been praying for things. I'm like, God, can you just seriously, just put it in the sky. Just come on. You know my heart. You know I love you. I want to serve. And I'm just like, make it easy, God. And who knows that God doesn't always do that. A lot of people are looking at me right now and just going, I'm right there, right now. Yes, this is me right now. And God, listen to the whisper of God. Listen to His still, small voice as He speaks to you because He wants to change you from the inside out so that He can do what He wants to inside of you, that He can set you apart. See, as a church, you're stepping into expansion, a new season, and God wants you to be ready. God wants you to be soft in His presence. He wants you to be ready to respond. A verse that kept coming to my mind as I was preparing was Joshua 3 verse 5. And it says, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. Who knows that God can do amazing things? We've seen it in history. We've seen it in past revivals. We've seen it in our cities. We've seen it all over the place that God can do amazing things. But there's one thing that He expects of you and me. That's to consecrate ourselves, to set ourselves apart for what He is about to do in our lives and through us. So prepare yourself. Get ready because you, when, when you begin to pursue God, He begins to set you apart. And maybe even some people today, as you pursue God, 
things that you used to do, he, you're just going to find yourself not wanting to do those things anymore. Or maybe some people that you were hanging around and, and you just think, I don't want to live that kind of lifestyle anymore. And God's calling you to a community like this to be surrounded by people who listen to the whisper of God, who pursue God with everything within them. See, God is going to do something in you. Exodus chapter 3, verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 3, Moses, it says, Moses goes, must go to see it. So he saw the burning bush. He saw the burning bush and he said, I've got to get closer. Verse 4 says, when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, he spoke. So Moses drew near, then God spoke. I find that interesting that God didn't talk until Moses moved. God didn't talk until Moses moved. I hear a lot of people say, I'm waiting for a word from the Lord. I've said that heaps of times. And I think God says, move closer. Um, you don't understand, Jesse. You don't understand. I just need God to tell me. I just need to. And then you go on with your life. And God says, hold on a second. If you want to hear from me, move closer. As you step closer to the voice of God, he will speak to you. Pastor Andrew will hear from God, not because he's special compared to everyone else, not because he's on this pedestal up here. It's because you decide and make decisions daily to move closer. And guess what? When you move closer, God responds and he speaks to you as you listen to the whisper. He won't hit you with a bat across the head. Maybe he does. He doesn't do that to me. But when I re, when I move closer to God, <laughs> some are reliving childhood way back in the day. Um, when you move closer to God, He responds to you. He speaks to you. See, here's a key. God is a whisperer. Have you ever been around someone, maybe in church, that's a close talker? No one in this room, of course. And they come and they're like right here. And you're like, I literally can smell the bacon and egg roll that you just had like half an hour ago. And God is a close to, he likes to get up close and personal. He likes to kind of break your personal space and get close to you so that you can hear his voice. And as a believer, you need to be someone that listens to that whisper as he draws near to you, as you draw near to him. He likes to speak to you close. If you don't believe me in, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, it, he told Elijah, he said that I'm not in the fire. I'm not in the wind. I'm not in the earthquake. I'm in this still, small voice. Still, small voice. I don't know about you, but oftentimes when God speaks to me, in church, God speaks to me often, but oftentimes it's when I carve out time for God. And I say, God, I put my headphones on, go for a walk, and I say, God, even if you don't say anything to me, this is your time. This is your time. And sometimes God speaks to me and I feel encouraged by scripture. Something comes to mind. God says something and I just have a sense that, wow, God's... And other times, guess what? I hear nothing. But do you know that time is still good for me? Because I have decided that this moment of my day is prioritized for God. And I think God looks at you and looks at me and sees the intention of our heart. 
that we've decided to step closer to Him. And as we do that, God begins to speak to us. See, as Moses came closer, now he could hear the voice of God. In the Bible, it says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. See, God speaks to those who pursue Him and God leads those who want to be led by Him. I read a verse a few weeks ago in the Bible about Joshua. And I'm sure I'd heard it before, but it just came to my mind again. And it's Exodus 33, verse 11. Write this one down, trust me. And this is, uh, obviously, Joshua followed on from Moses as a leader of the nation. It's interesting, in this little verse, it says this. It says, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Everyone stop there. Stop there for one second. I've heard so many messages about this. And I thought, whoa. I want to be someone like that. I want to be someone that God speaks to face to face and it's just like a friend and wow, that's beautiful. But I'd miss this part of the verse. Then Moses would, I'm right in front of the screen, sorry. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. I wonder if Joshua became the leader of a nation not just because of his skill, not just because of how talented he was, not just because of the position he was in. I wonder if he became a leader of a nation because when other people left, he loved the presence of God so much. and He wanted to hear the whisper of God, that he longed for the presence of God and God promoted him as a result of leaning into the presence of God. In your life, you might not need what you think you need right now. Maybe you need to learn to listen to the whisper of God, the whisper of God, to be fully surrendered to Him. The second thing you need to know, first one is listen to the whisper. The second one is you need to cultivate a hunger for God. Cultivate a hunger. How do you cultivate a hunger for God is you read the Word. God speaks to you and me mostly through the Word of God. If you're not a reader, guess what? This is the best time in history you could ever have lived because you can put it on in the car through audio. You can put it on your phone. You can do so many things to get the Word of God into your system. Cultivate a hunger through the Word, through worship, through seeking His presence, through surrounding yourself in a community like this of other people who are hungry for the things of God. And here's a little tip. When you read the Word, don't read the Word just to rush through it. I've done this for most of my life, to rush through it so quickly that you go, yes, I finished my Bible reading for the day. Does anyone else do that? And you've that accomplishment kind of thing. You're one of those love ticking boxes on your list. Just me. Thanks, guys. Um, That's me. And then I'm like, yes, the day is going to be great. I've read the Bible. And someone's like, hey, just... What did you? What have you been reading lately? I'm just like, go completely blank. I have no idea. I've read it every day, but I remember nothing. Here's how I read the Bible. I don't rush through it. Carve out time. Say, God, this is your time. Read the word and ask God to give you something. One thing. And you might read the first verse and you stop. Other days, you might read the whole thing and feel like nothing necessarily resonates with you, but you're carving time out to allow God to give you one thing. 
maybe one word. So get alone with him and get a word from God. It's not just about the routine. It's about getting a word from God for your life. See, some people say, I'll read the word when God tells me to. He's already told you to. You you need to read the word. I'll read the word when I feel like God, you know, is drawing me to the word of God. Now, you don't need God to draw you every day and pick you out of bed, put your, your clothes on and walk you over and make your coffee for you. You and I need to do that. And then as we pursue God and take a step closer to him, he begins to speak to us. He begins to respond to us. First, when we listen to the whisper, but when we create habits to cultivate a hunger for God. You don't create a hunger for cultivate a hunger just accidentally. You intentionally put things in your life like you are today to say, God, I want to be hungry for you. God, I want you to speak to me. You need to seek God in the natural. If you seek God, that hunger will start to rise within you. See, one place I went once is um, an all-you-can-eat buffet restaurant. And it was like heaven. It was an Indian all-you-can-eat. Has anyone been to an all-you-can-eat buffet? Well, I got to go, a few people, a few people, I got to go to an Indian all-you-can-eat buffet. And yes, it was like heaven. This place, I walked in there and I thought, these people are not going to know what has hit them. I'm going to eat more naan bread and chicken tikka and butter chicken and dal than these guys know. And I walked in there very confidently, cheese naan, I'm going to order everything. I'm going to put as much on there. So I sat down with my friends and I am pigging out. This is truly heaven. And I don't know how many naan breads I went through. I don't know how many chicken tickers. I don't know how much of everything else I ate, but I was devouring it. I thought, if this costs this price, I'm going to eat double the price. And I'm just stuffing myself. And there came a point where I thought, no, please stop the food. Please, I've had 13 naan breads. Take it away take it away. And eventually, in the natural, I became so full, I thought I could keep going, but I couldn't. So I said, stop. That's it. I'm not going to eat anymore. See, in the natural, when you eat, you get full. But in the spirit, when you eat, you get hungry. It's funny. Because when you worship God, and when you seek Him in prayer, and open the Word of God, You would think you get full and go, oh, I can't have any more of that. There's too much in my life. But actually what it does, it stirs a hunger in you. And what used to be five minutes of worshiping God in song, now you can't wait to get in a place of worship at home because you think half an hour goes so quickly. Why is that? Because a hunger is cultivated in your life. As you commit that time to God, and as you begin to eat of the Word of God, and you begin to drink of the Spirit of God, guess what happens? You get a hunger that comes up within you where you want to be filled again with His presence. It's activated by seeking the Lord. It's activated by seeking the Lord. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room... And when you have shut the door, everyone say shut the door. 
Shut the door. Don't worry, it's not a swear word. Shut the door. It's in the Bible right here. Pray to your Father who is in the secret place. Some people need to shut a door. Shut a door. Maybe you need to shut a bedroom door. Maybe you need to shut a car door. If you have kids, little baby kids, put them in the seats in the back and drive. That's what we used to do. You just drive until those kids go to sleep and then you can have some time with God. Whatever season you find yourself in, you might need to shut a door and continue to seek God. Pray to your Father who is in the secret place. He's in the secret place. See, I used to think, yep, God is on the throne. That's true, but He's in the secret. You might be saying, God, isn't God in heaven? Yes, He's in heaven, but He's in the secret place. Isn't God found in church? When I come to church, I'll find God. That's true, you find God in church, but God is found in the secret place. When you shut a door, you prepare your heart, and you create time in a quiet place for God. If you make time for God and a place for Him, I promise you, He will beat you there. You think you've got to ask you, like, quick, God, please, 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 beg on God. No, 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 God's already there. He's been, he's been looking at His watch. Goodness me. What are they going to do? They've got time for everything. MasterChef. I watch every game of footy on the weekend. I wish they. And then you shut a door. You don't have to work up God. God's been waiting for you to listen to his whisper and to cultivate a hunger in you, a stirring for the things of God where it used to be hard to want to read the word. Now it's going to be you can't wait to get home so you can spend some time with God. Here's the other thing I would say about cultivating a hunger. Last thing before I get the team up. Seek God with the intention of obedience. Seek God. Say, God, today I'm seeking you. But I want to be obedient to what you tell me. So as God speaks to you, don't go, that's a beautiful, I love that verse. It's my favorite verse. Seek God and say, God, what would you have me do with what you're saying? Maybe it's God challenges you around expansion. Maybe it's God challenges you around an attitude. Maybe it's God challenging you around being involved or serving somewhere within it. Whatever it is, say, God, as I seek you and pray, as I read your word, I'm doing it. And I want to do it with the intention of obedience, that I want to serve you and I want to live my life for you. If I can have uh, the keyboard player up, that would be awesome. Third and final thing, if you want to be someone who's fully surrendered, the answer is always yes. Ah, this stuff's way easier to have a microphone and preach than to live. I'll just tell you that right now. It's way easier to tell everyone else, hey, everyone, listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Listen to the whisper. Okay, everyone, number two, cultivate a hunger for God. It's really easy. This one is, is even easier to say on a microphone. The answer, if you want to be fully surrendered, the answer is always yes. We all go away and we go, wow, we just love the Lord. And then God tells you something. Ha, <laughs> ha. Don't you like God? He doesn't care about your timing. He doesn't care about what you've scheduled for the next six years of your life. Sorry, I'm being, I'm being flippant. He does care. So, 
but he doesn't care as much as you and I think. When he speaks, when he tells you, this is what I have for you, this is what I want you to do, this is how I want you to respond, if you're fully surrendered, if you're fully surrendered, the answer is always yes. It's yes, God. A friend of mine had a dream one night and God woke him up. This was before he was called into the ministry. And it was a contract with nothing on it and just a place to sign. And he kept waking up and seeing this contract. And God said, sign it. He said, no, it's not wisdom, God. Like, I know that the contract should have details. I should look through that with fine-tooth comb. And then I'll sign it. God said, sign it. There's nothing on the contract. What am I signing? He said, sign it. After like hours, his dream just kept coming back. Eventually, like reluctantly, he signed it. And the second he signed it, God said, go and preach the gospel. And the thing that he'd never wanted to do growing up, he was reluctant because who knows that God is very low on details, but high on obedience. I really wish he was different, but he's not. He's low on details, high on obedience. So he will give you this much as a church and for your own life. And he expects that you would trust him. That you would step out. And as you step out with the right heart, the right intention, God, I think you're telling me this. As you take a step of faith, God begins to reveal what's next and down the track, bit by bit by bit. But your answer must always be yes. If you want to be fully surrendered, if you want to be fully surrendered. See, I think people that are used by God most are the most available to God. That are people who, whose hearts are ready, who say, God, if... If you could use anyone, there's this beautiful song. I don't know if you guys are. If you could use anyone, Lord, use me. If you could use anyone, use me. I've prayed that prayer before. It's much easier to sing in a song than to live out for God. My wife and I, a number of years ago, were at a conference in Malaysia. And there was 3,000 people at this conference. Please hear my heart with this story. This isn't, I just want to encourage you. 3,000 people at this conference. We were sitting right here. This beautiful couple right here. We were sitting right there. And this prophet, Dr. Michael Maiden, called us out in front of everyone. Like, you know, when they call you out, there's a huge crowd. And you're like, dear Lord, I'm sorry for anything I've ever done in my life. God, whatever I said, if I was angry at my wife, like I'm just praying these things as we're going out. Um, and he started to give us this word so we're like as you do when you're receiving a word he started to count he said one two three four kept counting and both of us like this is the weirdest prophetic word I've ever had then eleven he stopped at sixteen 
And he said, I've never met this guy before in my life. He said, God told 16 other people to do what you're doing in Asia. And you are the first people to say yes. The reason I tell you that story is not because of us. It's because the answer is always yes. If you want to be used by God, you do not have to be the most intelligent. You do not have to come from the right family. You don't have to have a perfect background. You don't have to have everything together. You don't have to have money in the bank. I can tell you one thing. If you want to be used by God, this is the easiest thing you can do. And a way to be used by God is you can go, I'm your person. If you need anything done in the north of Brisbane, if you need anything done in this city, if you need anything done in my generation, God, I'll be available for you. Hey, why don't you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you today. Three things. Listen to the whisper. I forgot my second point. Cultivate a hunger. And the third one is the answer is always yes. Could you close your eyes if you're comfortable to do it? Put your phone down. Instagram can wait. And just reach your hands out for me. It's not for me. It's just to put yourself in a posture to say, God, God, you've done great things in my life, in my family, in the past, but set me apart. Set me apart. Set me apart. Even now, I feel that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about specific things. For some of us, He's speaking to us about uh, an area that He wants us to trust Him in. That we've struggled to trust Him in an area. And God's saying, you can trust me. You can trust me. You can trust me with your family. You can trust me with your finance. You can trust me with your future. And Father, I pray over these people of faith. God, as we step into expansion, as we sacrifice, God, as we sacrifice for you, as we live our lives for you every day, God, that we would be people that aren't just led by our feelings, led by our own agendas. God, but we would be led by your spirit, God. We would be led by your whisper, God. We would cultivate a hunger in our daily walk with you. God, that we were open, we are ready, we are available for you. God, and most of all, God, we pray also that when you speak to us, when that word comes into our heart from your word, God, that it would fall on good soil on soil that would say, God, if it's from you, the answer is already yes. I've made up my mind to serve you. I've made up my mind to live for you. I've made up my mind that my plans are not as good as your plans. So I surrender again to your life. I surrender my heart. I surrender my future. And I say, come and have your way in me, God. Have your way in me, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Just before I finish, this couple here with white shirts matching white. Yeah, you guys that like turned around. Yeah. You guys, I've never met you. And you're amazing people. You're amazing people. Uh, And in worship, every now and then, um, I'll like do these ones. Just like look around. And I could see you both just worshiping God with a genuineness and a love for God. And then I saw on the screen, Pastor Andrew put 
um, you know, the, the three things. My, my wife would normally remind me what I just have a bad memory. But the last one said next generation resources. And um, finance is one resource. And, you know, the other resource is us in the hands of God. And I have no idea if this is completely false and I'm a heretic, that's okay. Pastor Andrew can just say Jesse's just crazy. He's been sick and stuff. Um, But I just saw young people around you. I don't know if it was kids, youth, young adults, I'm not sure. And um, that you were going to be an example to a lot of people. Just how you lived your life. Not even everything you did, but just how you lived your life. That you loved God, that you put God first. And that you wanted to serve God in some way. And so can I pray for you? Father, I pray for this amazing couple right now. God, I thank you that they would listen to your whisper. They would cultivate a hunger. God, and that they would say the answer is yes with you, God. Whatever you have for our lives, it's a yes from us. We commit to you. And God, I pray your protection, your blessing, supernatural blessing. God, that many people would look at their lives see them as an example of people with humility of heart, a softness towards you, and a willingness to say, God, have your way in our generation. God, I pray over them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this message. We hope that it has inspired you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about City Lights Church at city-lights.church.